0: Life beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse ninety five. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Fash Cultivate is nineteen seventy one Design Spaces' latest exhibition bringing together the work of some of the region's most exciting artists and designers, including Emirati and regional designers to create pieces inspired by the date palm as a wonder of nature and as a cultural and historical symbol of the UAE. In just a moment, you'll be meeting two of the participating designers, Khalid Mazina and Hessa Sawadi as well as Fatima al-Mahmoud head of 1971 Design Space. They're going to be taking us through this stunning new exhibition that's all coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
1: This is Pulse 95.
0: You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. This month, 1971 Design Space opened their latest exhibition, Fash Cultivate. Curated by fashion designer Khulud Thani and Fatima al Mahmoud, head of 1971, it uses one of the UAE's most enduring symbols, the date palm, as a source of inspiration for artists and designers to create commissioned design pieces. Fash Cultivate brings together the work of some of the region's most exciting artists and designers, including... Emirati designers Khalid Mazena, Asma Al-Mazrooi, Mariam Umaira and Hessa Sawadi with renowned regional designers Faisal Al-Malak, Shahad Al-Shahil and Hala Keikisau. The designers were invited to work on commissioned contemporary design and textile pieces referencing the date palm's various functions, structures and haptics. So to find out more... I'm so excited to welcome into the studio with me here today, Khalid Mazaina and Hessa Sawadee, as well as Fatima Al Mahmoud. Welcome to you all.
2: Thank you, Sally. So
0: Hello. great. So great to have you all here today. Now, Fatima, um, you know, this is quite exciting and innovative, you know, in the art space at this particular exhibition talk to us about the idea behind it how it all came about
2: okay so the whole idea of the exhibition came uh, across me and hudud while we were having coffee to explore uh what this natural resource that has been uh providing our ancestors and providing us with uh, things that have sheltered us uh, kept us uh, um, alive fr- from its nutrition and uh, what we wanted to do is kind of test out something that's never been tested and that was the textile research uh, that we wanted to work on and develop which was funded by Earthy Crafts, uh, Contemporary Crafts Council. So the idea was to f- see if it's, uh, it's doable to have uh, the fibers from the date palms uh, into worn fabric materials, and eventually from that idea, we thought that this uh, idea needs to be w- developed into an exhibition where we commissioned seven designers from the region, uh, including the designers we have here with us at the studio Khalid and Hessa, um, uh, and then we had Hala Kikso from Bahrain, Shah Sale from Saudi, who's based in Dubai. Um, uh, Amira, Asma Mazrui, uh, I, I can did Think I forget? So. I Malek, <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. course, and incredible designers. But
0: uh, I love that it actually came out of the research that you guys are doing with Earthy. Yes, uh, talk to us about you know how you guys thought, okay, we want to develop a new biotextile from e- the date palm itself because this is uh, this was incredibly interesting to me, um, as part of. Uh, the Fash Cultivate exhibition, like you said, this is really pioneering research to explore the process of extracting fibers from the date palm to to create the biotextile. So what made you think, oh, wait, you know, we should be, I mean, we hear about bamboo, we hear about, you know, all kinds of different new textiles that are emerging that are sustainable, but what made you think of going to the date palm?
2: Uh, well given it's a uh, resource that has, that is here that's uh, that's been surrounding us um, this is what uh, triggered us um, a lot of uh, the slow fashion uh, uh, resources are not from resources from this region so we thought why not since it's it's always been there uh, that's what yeah that's a, that's exactly what triggered us.
0: Cause it because uh, we forget you know how much of the date palm defines our lives Mm -hmm. every day and has done so from the very beginning you know I'd love to uh, bring uh, Hessa and uh, Khalid into the discussion you know to talk about what the date palm means to you and how you guys as designers who are participating in this how you approached the idea of the date palm you know it's been used in building it has been used in textiles
1: to create all kinds of products throughout the ages so Hessa let's start with you uh, so, I actually grew up on a date palm uh, farm. So, my grandfather had a date palm farm, and I thought it was something that everyone just had in their backyard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't really realize the significance of it until I actually dove, dove into my research when I got the brief from Fatma. Um, so, uh, looking at it from an artistic aspect rather than just the science aspect of it. Um I broke it down to three factors which is uh, beauty in both its craftsmanship and its nature and the functionality of it so what it used to be used for which is shelter and then food which is the date itself. So the mix of my installation was all these three factors together. Um, Rashid. Sorry? Umrashid. Umrashid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Developed Umrashid. <laughs> so Umrashid, actually the name came from uh, the craftwoman who actually taught me how to um, weave the uh, palm tree leaves together and taught me a lot more than I actually knew because there's not really much out there when it comes to research. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just went straight to the source. And she taught me a lot of things, like it can only be dyed in four different colours, which is purple, blue, red, and green. And that's why you can tell in my installation as well. There's only four colours in each print. Um, So this is the the date palm fibres themselves. Yeah, they can only be dyed in these colours. Yeah, and for it can only be achieved in those four different colours. Why is that? Why is that? I think it's just uh, the saturation of the dyes and how pure they are for it to like show up really saturated and really rich Mm. in color otherwise it'll just be really diluted Uh, also the source of where you get the palm trees from like the the leaves from uh, I thought it was just the leftover the dead leaves that they used to use the craft but it's actually not you get it from the center of the palm tree so like the fresh new leaves rather than the old um, Mm. dead leaves that is so interesting because yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I completely thought that as well and I tried and it did not work. So then I went to the source and I asked her why it didn't work. And th- it didn't work in terms of the dyeing process? No, I was trying to weave it of together. The weaving. yeah. Okay. And it was too fragile. Okay, and so
0: you made this, it's an enormous installation, yeah. what you created out of it. Yeah. So talk to
1: us about the, the inspiration behind that. Uh, so I wanted the audience to kind of be mesmerized in the craft itself. So it's as if they're tiny and the craft is huge. So they, when they go into the installation, they're just surrounded by this uh, woven textile texture. It is
0: stunning. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it kind of has the majesty of a, the date palm itself because a, a date palm tree is majestic Yeah. and incredible.
1: So that was a feeling I wanted to um, achieve with the audience. I wanted it to be sort of like interactive actually go in and feel the space and be surrounded by um, the woven textiles and actually having to see the textile itself but uh, because i'm a textile designer people always get confused between uh, people who do textiles and people who do fashion they think sort of it's the same thing uh, but i studied 2d i didn't do 3d like everything i did was flat 2d but i kind of wanted to incorporate the 3d aspect in in it but not in regards to fashion i wanted to be purely focused on the textile itself and the print itself. Just to be clear for people who haven't, you know, don't know the difference or haven't studied it, um, textile
0: designers, they design the fabrics. Yeah. Fashion designers, they put the fabrics together to create something. Yeah, so basically a team,
1: the textile designers work with the fashion designers to create the garments. Exactly, exactly. But you're incredible. Your your installation is
0: unbelievable. And, you you know, the, the, the thing about you is Um, You know, it's the colors, the bold colors that capture our imagination, which we love so much. But I just, you know, very quickly, I would love for you to kind of describe what it was like growing up on a date palm farm. Like, that
3: must be so incredible, you
1: know, running around through that. Yeah, there was a lot of trees. And I didn't realize why the farm that I grew up on was completely different to the farm that's you see in the films like why aren't they like such big trees and green I didn't really realize the significance of the palm tree itself yeah so you you must have you know understood that
0: later on in life yeah Yeah. a lot later on Yeah, yeah yeah and so what to you is the most important thing about the date palm The dates themselves. The (laughs) dates themselves.
1: 100%. Yeah. What they they do for us, the nourishment that they provide. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. I don't think a lot of people realize how much nutrition it has, like um, start your day off with some dates. So true. It's so true. There is a reason why
0: in the Quran you have Maryam, peace be upon her. She had to shake the date palm tree to get dates as she was giving birth. It is a miraculous story that, you know, is is one of those stories that just really tells you there's a reason why it was a date palm yes. that Sorry she was sitting right next to you.
2: Sally, but uh, Asma al piece, actually, the concept was built on on Maria. On, on the that? Y- yes, on that. On that story? On that wow. verse uh, from the Quran uh, of uh, Lady uh, Mary shaking the... Uh, y- using the palm tree as a shelter. Okay. And uh, n- eventually, after her labor, she just used it to... Uh, revive her nutrition and um, so Asma al piece I believe you have the catalogue yes, yes, yes and yes, I'd invite yes. the uh, audience to come have a look at Asma al piece because it's really inspiring and it talks about her journey as a mother from because when we approached Maria, uh, Asma she was going through uh, pregnancy and then she delivered through while producing her piece. Wow yes that's incredible we're going to talk to Asma as
0: well <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> this. No, but it's interesting. When I was pregnant as well, I would um, I would eat like seven dates in the morning with a glass of milk, and it was just the greatest thing. And I think I should go back to that practice. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to come back in just a moment. We have left you out, Khaled, no, but no. not for long. We're going to come to your piece uh, in just a moment because it's equally beautiful, and you've Thank taken you. a whole different uh, idea, to th- which is why this is so great, because each of the seven designers has brought something unique to this understanding of what the date palm means. Amazing stuff. That's all coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
1: This is Pulse 95.
0: You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats. Uh, we are talking to Hassa Saudi and uh, Khalid Mazina as well as Fatima Mahmoud, all about the brand new exhibition Fash Cultivate," based around the date palm. What it means culturally, historically, uh, in, in every way in our lives. It's it's something that we see every day. We walk past it. We eat from it. We've used it as shelter, but. This is exciting because it's a whole new interpretation from seven very exciting artists, including Khalid. Khalid yes. and <laughs> it's so good to have you. Thank you. with us here. here. Um, talk to us about your piece, Nakhlet al Hayat. Uh,
3: sure. So uh, coming into the show, when I was invited by Fatma and Khalid, um, you know, I I had an indication that somewhat, I mean, a lot or some of the artists would be doing things about weaving or you know using the materials and stuff. Um, and I didn't want to fall into that trap for the sake of you know the show. Um, so I was thinking about the palm tree and how it how it's impacted me in my life. So um, you know my background's graphic design, and I also have a um, you know I studied textiles as well. Um, so I was looking at it more as a graphic approach or as a symbol symbolic approach. So um, I remembered being in high school and. Uh, the the logo of the school had the palm tree, and then when I went to university, you know the palm tree was kind of around, like you know framing the the main building, and then thinking about currencies and and institutions here, where like the logos, there's always a logo of for a palm tree mm. um, because you know it's an important uh, symbol here. Um, and yeah, and, and I thought how, you know, how has the palm tree kind of been in my life in that way? And I've been thinking of it like, yeah, it's kind of like a friend that goes and, you know, comes and says hi and leaves for a while and comes back in another form, you know, like he's, he's aged or she's aged a few years. Um, so yeah, so I was thinking of it as a graphic, uh, more of a graphic element and also researching how, um, palm trees were represented in textiles, like historically, um, and looking at embroidery motifs, uh, uh, the palm tree was also represented as the tree of life. Um, so you know there there are different embroidery structures or gra- or uh, motifs that were used in in textiles where the palm tree was immediately referenced as a tree of life, and that you know kind of uh, also represents like you know religion or mi- or mythical stories. Um, so so I thought yeah like the palm tree is kind of like a representation of. Living, living here and coming from here in so many ways because it's kind of always around. Yeah. Uh, and the end result, um, because for the again textiles, you know uh, that I, I'm trying to grow and expand my textile practice since graduating last year from uh, Rhode Island School of Design. Um, so this was a good opportunity to make a textile piece. Uh, so the, the piece in the show is in the form of a carpet. Um, and again, uh, in terms of visual research, looking at carpets here and Uh, specifically like you know Persian carpets or Islamic carpets prayer carpets there's always these uh, floral and fauna motifs and there are symbols of tree of life or palm trees and um, so I made a carpet and uh, it kind of is like you know when you when you put a carpet down and you stand on it there's kind of some form of direction it's positioned at Um, and you know being a generation of uh, Aladdin uh, animated film uh, <laughs> <laughs> watchers I you know I thought of the the carpet as like a magic carpet so when you sit on it or stand on it you kind of are like taken to um, or it, it kind of guides you in a way. Um, so that's that's the piece that's in the show.
0: I love that so much because you know you've taken kind of the whole concept and the ideas that we've carried. With us throughout the generations about mm-hmm. this, and, and created something that is um, magical as well. It has a mystical element to it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Uh, no, th- just touching on that. Um, I, in my textile research, research, I'm really into like looking at uh, talismans or symbols of protection, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm fascinated by it. So like, I didn't really necessarily kind of research it in school because you know we we were learning more practical things. But uh, since moving back. Um, I really enjoy like reading about how the, the power of talismanic symbols within the world of textiles. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, kind of like putting a tree, uh, a, sim- a tr- symbol of a tree on a, f- on a piece of fabric kind of is some form of like protection or a charm or a good luck thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love that. And, and I want to kind of expand that research. So, again, this was a project that allowed for that
0: yeah it's incredibly beautiful Thank i love you. it so much um and this is something that you do a lot within your own personal practice you're experimental with the kind of um symbols that we have that our cultural symbols as well
3: um yeah i mean it, experimental is a new word but yeah sure i'd like i uh i like building visuals i like making visuals and kind of reinterpreting things that are common around us and maybe kind of presenting it the way i see it so mm you know, whether it's contemporary mode motifs or looking at things that are uh, historical and how would you kind of represent it so it doesn't necessarily look, you know, kitsch, which a lot of people kind of fall under the trap uh, yeah. of. I mean, people still call my work kitsch, but whatever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, kind of representing it in a, in a, in a unique voice uh, or my voice.
0: Exactly. It is unique uh, in that way. Talk to us about, and, and I'm, I want to come to you, Hasla as well, producing this work and, mm. and how you went about creating it.
3: Yeah, sure. So, um, I like Hessa. I studied uh, surface design or textiles, Mm -hmm. so not necessarily weaving or kind of sewing. Um, So, I, I, um, in for my process, I kind of did the printing component and also. the applique process, which is kind of like using uh, multiple fabrics to kind of quilt it together. Uh, But I needed needed help um, with sewing it all up. (laughs) Uh, But also with my work, I like to kind of engage with communities here. So like, um, I'm based in Dubai, so in in Dera, there's like uh, an area called Frijal Marar. That's where all the embroidery shops are. Um, So that's kind of where I went, uh, to also have their hand involved in the work, especially in the embroidery components, so there's like, if you see the work, um, there's a big palm tree in the center of the carpet and it's uh, outlined with red embroidery and the color red is also a symbolic uh, color within the embroidery uh, world. Um, so yeah, I needed help with that and uh, it was a bit of a struggle kind of getting people to, to do it because I think they're just, f- they're very familiar with, you know, working on garments or making pretty jalabiyas and, you know, like uh, more adorning f- uh, fabrics rather than understanding that maybe this is something that's not... A garment. Yeah. So until um, it was a struggle, but then eventually one of the shops were warmed up to the idea. Um, So yeah, I mean, I traced what I wanted, and then they just had to kind of follow the very large parchment of paper and uh, embroider. It's the piece,
0: yeah. Talk to us about the symbolism of the red in this. you were saying, uh, yeah. Uh,
3: again, I mean, so in textiles, certain colors uh, represent certain things. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, within again talismanic uh, motifs or iconography, the color blue is is also something that's um, representational of like uh, reflection, like the color, like the like water. You know, so a spirit would see its reflection and and like run away. Um, so and the colour red is, is of similar ilk where uh, the colour red is also like a magic it, like the colour red is a magical colour mm. within like talisman talismanic like practices and embroidery so when you put a colour red uh, when you embroider with red it uh, it's a form of like um, it's a charm so like it's it's good luck or it's protection
0: Hesla for your work um, it is huge <coughs> it, it's an, an enormous installation yeah it was um, a workout to be honest <laughs> like putting it together <laughs> I can imagine Uh, but you know in in terms of uh, putting all of that together you talked a little bit about um, the process where you had to test out the weaving you know with different kinds of fibers and and you realized you needed a new one the dyeing process how long did it
1: take for you to put your work together and talk to us a bit more about the process Uh, like Khaled said we're because um, we come from a surface background it always starts on the drawing board um, so in actually creating the prints themselves That was more of the challenge than actually installing it and putting it together and using the like testing out the different fabrics. Mm. That was more of the challenge than um, the manufacturing process of it. Yeah. Um, So my creative process always starts with uh, digital photography uh, to kind of um, study the piece in different aspects and seeing what angles I can get it from. Um, and then with these different photographs, I then turn to the drawing board and start drawing, um, looking at it from different aspects, merging them together, and then take, uh, scanning it back in and then using um, Photoshop to um, merge all of these drawings together and creating these prints. And that's how you get that layered effect yeah. that you're famous for, yeah. that is amazing, it's beautiful. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, so Usually that's how my process is. If I'm not screen printing, uh, if I'm focusing solely on digital printing, I'd go straight to um, Photoshop and merging the layers together, like I said, with the different drawings that I have. Mm. Um, and then when I came to choose the fabric, I'll, it makes a difference what fabric you use uh, because of the saturation of the color as well. And as you know, like my the colors that I use are always really bold and strong. and wild <laughs> loud and proud <laughs> loud and proud we love um, it uh, silk is always the best way to go for that and the silk that I chose specifically for this piece had these um, uh, like a striped texture on it and it reminded me of the texture of the palm tree leaf how how it's like st- if you tear it apart it's kind of stripy uh, yeah. so that's the fabric I chose for um, the piece and Amazing. then having to put it together <laughs> it took about I think five days to install it. Wow, just to install it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was a lot of trial and error um, uh, weaving it together and seeing how it's going to work. So. It's incredible. It looks stunning now. So so well done. (laughs) We're going to come back in just a moment uh,
0: with Hessa and Khaled. uh, But also, Fatima, I want to come to you uh, and talk about the other designers, how you chose all of the designers who are part of this. Talk about Khaloud's part in this as well. There's lots more to come here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast live beats with sally musa only on pulse 95. talking all things uh, fashion in fashion cultivate and textiles in fact uh, all about the date palm drawing inspiration from the date palm as a cultural symbol as a symbol of Uh, Growth and progress and prosperity here not only in the UAE but across the Arab world as well and Fatima I want to come back to you uh, all about this particular exhibition that uh, you co-curated with Khaloud Thani Um, talk to us about choosing the seven designers that would be part of this and and who you chose and why
2: Um, so Khaloud and I when choosing the designers we worked Uh, together with our research for the designers and we wanted to have re-owned designers like Faisal Malak and Hala Kikso uh, who practice sustainability w- uh, within uh, their designs. And um, that's one of the aspects that made us choose p- uh, certain designers. And um, we wanted also to focus on fresh talents like Hissa, who's a, res- uh, who's a fresh graduate uh, and never showcased in the UAE. Asma al too. too, um, it's her first time to exhibit in the UAE and uh, on international scale. Um, we have Maryam uh, Amira, who we'd like to call as the architect of fashion. Uh, Unbelievable. I love her dress. Her dress is... The way she uh, yeah. used the palm fronds on it is just gorgeous. I love that so much. Her gowns are like bespoke pieces and they're amazing. But what she's presented at this exhibition was way out of what we expected yeah. and uh, it's it's a beautiful piece she's using wood as the the material which talks also about sustainability to create the uh the staff that's in the back of the dress if you could if, if you had a look at i yes, believe yes, yes, yes you did yes, have yes. a look at the dress so and then added the the embroidery bit of having the beads and um also the structure of the dress with the um, uh, with the lining that she does, uh, that also added an impact uh, because she continued using the SaF lines on with the with the weaves within the dress.
1: Mm-mm-mm.
2: And it's interesting, you know, you've got um a, a
0: Palestinian artist in here, you know, you have a Bahraini, you have <laughs> people from all, all over the region as well presenting. Um, their interpretations
2: to uh, Faisal al-Malak, talk to me about his work uh, Well, Faisal wanted to focus on the punctuality within a Renaissance shawl, which is the piece he presented to us um, uh, so he uh, had these illustrations that were embroidered into, p- uh, into the piece mm-hmm. that you can see and it was mirrored so he created this large scale shawl um, that uh, that's being exhibited right now. And it's a beautiful piece. Uh, it's one of the dearest to me, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Because they're, 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 all de- they're, they're all dear to me. There is not one specific piece that I can see. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah see, all she seven took it back. <laughs> yeah, all seven <laughs> pieces. Uh, I guess I can <laughs> say that they're, they're all my favorites. Yeah, yeah. And th- they're all incredible.
0: And you were telling me, we were talking about motherhood uh, yes. a little bit
2: earlier before but you were telling me that you had three artists three artists who were pregnant Wh- who were pregnant and <laughs> <in> delivered <December laughs> during uh, during the production of their pieces to Shahad Shail who did the piece with uh, the 1500 deep fits mm. uh, that would uh, that would woven into one another using the crochet uh, method I love that she used the seeds as yeah. well mm. talk about innovation yeah, it's <laughs> a beautiful f- and it's sustainability and sustainability (laughs) Innovation and sustainability, (laughs) so yeah. Because
0: this is, you know, when we talk about uh, fashion and textiles, it is you feel like this is the biggest buzzword right now, sustainability. Mm. Everybody's talking about, well, how do we become more sustainable? We know that the fashion industry is the second most polluting in the world. And so, um, you know, having that in mind, I want to, you know, ask all of you um, about that. You know, what does sustainability mean to you in textiles, in fashion? You know, and how can we move forward to more sustainable practices? Khaled?
3: Um, I mean, for me, so I do screen printing, I guess, like in terms of printing on textiles, the main process would be screen printing. Mm. Uh, And that takes a lot of like waters and like waters, water. And uh, when you're like cleaning stuff, there's a lot of chemicals that go into the drainage and then which goes into the water. So I think for me, for this project, um, I didn't necessarily screen print, but I um, like it was a stamping process. So I built like a stamp for the frame around the carpet, which I kind of like, you know, uh, block printed over. And uh, in terms of uh, um, you know um, the, the 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 excess of the fabrics, um, whatever that was cut out, I kind of kept so that I can maybe use it for some other um, project. Uh, so yeah, just the idea of kind of like minimizing what goes uh, into into the into, into the bin, yeah, yeah, or into the water or whatever. So that was that was for me, and I think this was one of the first times I was considering that. Um, so. So yeah, yay. Yeah, it had an <laughs> impact on yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love
0: that.
1: Hissa? Um, I think when it comes to sustainability, um like Khaled said I didn't screen print for this, I did I straight away went to digital printing. And there is a lot of excess fabric left. Um that is kind of sat in a box now that I don't know what to do with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <in> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a <gown> for me. <laughs> yeah, it will turn into a loud and energetic gown for Falkman. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. Uh, we p- all won our own gowns, so I'm putting my hand up as well. <laughs> I think uh, people need to realize that um, a lot of this comes from the fast fashion industry. Mm. Um, and they need to take into consideration that um, what they wear is more like art pieces, so looking at. And things into like slow fashion, um, buying things that when they're unnecessary instead of just consuming a lot of unnecessary um, exactly. clothes. Because like I know myself, I go crazy when the sales are on, like, <laughs> and yeah. I just consume so much. And then after that, it's just like, well, that was done for the season. I need to just throw it out. But I know there's a lot of places like H and M. You can take your um, yeah. bag in and get it, get like yeah. a voucher or something. So a lot of, I think, big brands are starting to do that nowadays. Mm. But I think focusing on slow fashion is something that should be the new um, direction. A hundred percent. And this is the thing, uh,
0: Fatima. It's exciting to see uh, this uh, new development of a biotextile as well that we're looking at that we mentioned earlier um, with Ersi. This was actually done um, with Dr. Sandra uh, Paisik, an award-winning architect, researcher, and author of Arish palm leaf architecture. Um, She was commissioned to lead the research into the viability of creating a date palm textile prototype. So talk to us about, you know, how that started and where it's at
2: at the moment. Um, so we were, we had our hopes up too high to have the prototype exhibited uh, at the exhibition, but because this has never been tested before, um, the extraction process of the birds from the date palms uh, took longer when they sit and rest in certain chemicals to be eventually woven into uh, a finalized uh, uh, textile with other materials so um the the fiber the fibers are not strong enough to be woven yet mm-hmm. and the tests do show that it's a, a doable process but we just don't know the time mm-hmm. at that at the time period that it might take uh we'll eventually keep everyone posted on how that goes um and as Hissa mentioned about slow fashion um, uh, and the awareness of it being raised with big brands uh, like H&M and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully a lot of these local uh, local brands here are also t- going into considering the sustainability when producing their pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of uh, new fashion names and existing fashion names are Doing that, uh, starting with Khulud, the co-curator. Yeah, yeah,
0: fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, for me, I think as well, sustainable for fashion means investing in designers, tech, both textile and uh, fashion designers who are creating beautiful pieces, you don't need to be wearing a new piece every day exactly, or for every Instagram post, which is like, I feel like that's just driving an insane, uh, oh, make it
3: stop. right?
0: This culture of, oh, I can't wear the same outfit twice. But, you know, if you have those special pieces that mm. were created with care, with craftsmanship, with love, that you know this is something that you keep for years and maybe even decades that you can keep wearing just like our grandparents used to do yeah, yeah. you know my mother sewed her own clothing and and my grandmother too and their clothes still last that's why they're vintage mm. so do you think that we need to kind of move in that direction uh, I still have my mom's pieces uh, right?
2: yeah exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I, I
3: was I was gonna say yeah I mean uh, just jumping off what everyone said like uh, I think maybe we should just make their own stuff like <laughs> I so I I'm a t-shirt collector, uh, as you can see here. I'm wearing a very <laughs> loud t-shirt, uh, Spice Girls. <laughs> anyway, so, but I, um, I, I make my own t-shirts as well. Um, so like, yeah, you know, instead of at least in, in you know, in, a, in the men's world or, or even women, like, you know, constantly buying new t-shirts all the time yeah. is kind of a waste. So um, why don't you make something that ab- is about yourself, which kind of goes back to why I made the project uh the piece i made for the show and it and it's also like um it's the reasoning behind everything that i make you know like there's there should be a reason why you're making things and um if it's kind of to make clothes that represent who you are that's a good enough reason fashion
1: so. with purpose yeah, <laughs> yeah. right 100
0: <100%. laughs> percent. self-purpose <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> how's that? um so you know how they say a lot fashion goes well with like identity yes Mm. and i think the more people take that into consideration and actually dress based on what they think um their personality Mm -hmm. represents uh they'll be more into collecting these um pieces special pieces and Mm -hmm. i think that it brings a lot more value into it as well Uh, regardless of how much it costs i think it it kind of ties in with like some sentimental value to the person itself 100%. We're going to come
0: back and and see where this exhibition is going. There is still time to go and see it, but there are upcoming uh, events that uh, go with this as well, with Fresh Cultivate. Uh, And we're going to be asking our artists as well what they're working on now and what is next for them. Lots more to come.
3: You're listening to Pulse 95.
0: Pulse
1: 95. Talk about radio. It's Pulse95.
3: Pulse95. Got a game-changing business idea?
0: The Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival, this November 25th and 26th. Be part of the 100,000 dirhams pitch competition at the region's fastest-growing entrepreneurship festival. Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival, celebrating change-makers. Words? from Sheikh Dr. Sultan bin Muhammad al-Qasimi A wise scholar
1: and a caring ruler True poetry is an innate talent and gift and not a craft that can be learned
0: Words from a caring ruler
2: Hey, what's on your plate? Learn to cook it right!
0: Okay, you want your salads tasting as good as in restaurants? Don't limit your seasoning only to the dressing. Chefs make a point of seasoning the greens with a touch of salt and pepper, making salads shine a bit more. Check your cupboards and toss in fresh and dried fruits, nuts, cooked grains, or packaged croutons to jazz things up. Before serving, a sprinkle of a coarse rock salt also adds a nice crunch. More crafty culinary cooking skills coming soon. Feeling social? Click. Click on Pulse ninety five radio's Instagram profile.
3: Pulse ninety five.
0: Live beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. Right. So Fash Cultivate, if you haven't already visited, it actually opened earlier this month on the 2nd of November. You have to get down and see this. So inspirational. The pieces are phenomenal. Seven different artists, including Emirati artists, others from the region as well uh, are exhibiting their works. Definitely something to check out. But Fatma, um, talk to us about what else you have in the works around Fash Cultivate.
2: Um, so, with every ev- exhibition we have, we have a public program that gets announced. Um, uh, Fash Cultivates program would be available to the audience uh, in the coming two weeks. Uh, it's just because we had a hectic uh, November. Um, uh, we just finished from Design Week and um, we're going to be starting with the program for Pash Cultivate starting December. Fantastic. And it would be available on our website along with our social media uh, channels. You're currently planning like a series of talks around yes, this. and um, workshops with, yeah. the, with the designers, with the participating designers.
0: Fantastic. Amazing. Um, Hessa, we would love to hear from you. What you're working on now?
1: What's coming up for you in the future? Uh, Inshallah, a lot of good things. Mm. <laughs> oh, do <you> tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting, inshallah, to create my own um, print line. Oh, so we love see it! See how that goes.
0: Amazing. Are yeah. we going to see uh, a clothing? Is this in terms of clothing or? Uh, yeah, more focused on clothing. Okay, yeah. fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. I, I think I need to buy some pieces. Some loud and energetic pieces. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be um, uh, your name as as the label name, or are you no, going for different. loud and en-
1: energetic? <laughs> <laughs> might be that. Might be something else.
0: Oh, so. Is that all you're going to tease us? <laughs> I want to know more. I'm so excited. That's amazing. Um, Khalid, from you.
3: Um, I mean... I tend to have a very bad uh, planning skills, <laughs> <laughs> but for uh, but l- next year, I mean, for me, uh, personally, Mark's kind of like a decade in, in the creative industry here. So, you know, as a designer or an illustrator or an artist. So I, I personally want to kind of do um, things uh, to kind of honor that, be it, uh, you know, more workshops or maybe a show or um, st- do a limited run of T-shirts. Um at the same time kind of expand my textile practice as well be it for exhibition purposes or maybe products so um yeah i think i'm just gonna enter 2020 with a bit of a celebratory uh, you know um mindset
0: (laughs) this is very exciting stuff thank you yeah it's amazing look all of you are producing some phenomenal work and we're excited to follow it we're excited for what emirati designers are doing because this is amazing we don't see enough of these kind of voices being amplified in the design world producing amazing things so Fatima I want to thank you for bringing that to the fore as well once again 1971 is always doing fantastic things and we love what you do so thank you so much it's brilliant
2: well you're you're most welcome and we will make sure that we remain as the platform here for emerging designers through the exhibitions we do and the projects so Yes. yes and we're looking forward to
0: hearing about more exhibitions that are coming from 1971 Design Space. Thank you. Fatima al- mahmoud Hessa al and Khad Mazina. Oh, thank you all so much. Thank, thank you. Absolutely Thanks. brilliant. You have to check it out. It is on until February the 8th, mm-hmm. 2020. Correct. So plenty of time. Flag Island, if you don't know where uh, 1971 Design where Space is. Where Sharjah's biggest landmark is. Sharjah's <laughs> biggest landmark, the flag. <laughs> Follow the flag, guys. <laughs> flag Island, that's where it is. Get down there and have a look at the exhibition. I'm definitely getting down there and also bringing friends to see it. Absolutely mm. beautiful. Coming up next, though, we've got big concert news with one of the hottest new musical talents announced to perform in Sharjah in January. We've got the details next. This is Pulse
1: 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.